Welcome to the Bridge of Two Podcast. (laughs) Welcome to the Bridge of Two Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, with... Jeremiah. And together we are... Josh and Jeremiah. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, Bridge of Two Podcast. (laughs) We're back for Numero Cinco, El Podcasto. And tell me what thiamine does, Jeremiah. I was close. Combines with ATP to form a coenzyme necessary for carbohydrate metabolism. All right, let's get that thiamine in our bodies. There we go. Yeah, by the way, we will be... Drinking the drink right now because we're tired and this is an energy drink. It is Zoa, Healthy Warrior Energy Drink. It's Z O Triangle, actually. Mm, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Healthy Warrior. Uh, I saw, you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's face selling me this and i was like i need must have to be a healthy warrior because it says it's for healthy warriors zoa is about healthy positive energy that helps us all focus be productive and get stronger together mana gratitude zoa and then it's signed by dwayne johnson told you he was there but there's vitamin b1 in this which is thiamine which is a drug that i'm supposed to be learning so we welcome you welcome listeners and they're on the on the the picture, it looks like a, I don't want to say something offensive. <laughs> God, I mean, kind of it's, it's like a tiki, yeah, like tiki a tiki symbol. mask or like Maori like symbol. So Maui, Maori. What's Maori? Maori is the like native people in New Zealand. Really? So oh, the more you know, we'll we'll find out. Or the less you know, it depends. The less you know. <laughs> The better. All right. Mine's zero sugar because I live that zero sugar life. And mine has 30, 23 grams, including 22 grams of added sugars. Oh, weird smell to it. Oh, good. It's the healthy warrior smell. You're drinking a healthy warrior, actually. It tastes like a green, ow- a green apple lollipop. Huh. Mine does. I'm the- mine says it's wild orange, so right. I hope it tastes like... A wild, a wild orange. orange smells like, like <laughs> it smells like M- more of a more of a domestic orange. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it smells like um, like vi- chewable vitamin C tablets. <laughs> actually, that's what it, it tastes like. It tastes like a not even a chewable. It tastes like the pill vitamins that you would get. Uh huh. Let's see Just how it that. tastes. That's what it tastes like. Mine tastes or smells like. Tastes better than it smells. Like it's it, not horrible. If it was cold, we, we're kind of drinking these slightly warm because, like, it's we they're like tired. They're above it. slightly cooler than room temperature. I'd say. Um, I feel like if it was really cold, it'd actually be really. Good. I mean, I think it's good. Um, if it was cold, it'd be a lot better. I think a healthy warrior tastes good. Where'd you get this from? CVS. Yeah. I might have to swing by tomorrow and get one. It, there was some kind of sale, which it was still. They were still over three dollars a piece. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's energy. But it was so. on sale. Um, so I'll just see if they have that any means I saved money. All right. Welcome to the Bridge of Two podcast. <laughs> we had that segment pretty early on. Hope that you enjoyed it. <laughs> Give it a try. 
If they uh, are in your area, I don't know. Yeah, support Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He needs <laughs> not, all the help. Not that you need to support him, but do it. <laughs> sure. I mean, he's a nice. He's like a nice guy, you know. Oh yeah. Making energy drinks and stuff. Seems Smell, like everybody smelling what the Rock is cooking. Everybody you know? in this day and age is making energy drinks though. At this point, I could definitely devolve into talking about Shack Soda right now, but I won't. Oh shit! I'm not even. Gonna, I don't even know what it is. I'm not going to ask because you're going to you're going to go too far into it. <laughs> I need to try to get Shack Soda, and we need to try to drink. I need to see if there's any unopened cans that still exist in the world. Shack Soda. I'm down. If you can get it. I have an idea of what it might be. I'll just so. say it was distributed by the Arizona Tea Company. They were cans with Shack's face going like like tongue out, crazy Shack face. They were cream sodas. So there's orange and cream, blueberry cream. Ooh. The blueberry cream was amazing. There was vanilla, just like straight up vanilla. Um, and then there was... One more. I think strawberry cream. They were amazing, and I would drink them all the time when oh, I was doing lawn maintenance. Work. I do know these. Yeah, I never had one because and it had just, it was made by Arizona. And I don't like tea. Yeah, and they were in the like the ingredients on them were really oh, chill, dude. Perfect, extremely rare, unopened Arizona Shack soda set of four. How much is it for fifteen hundred dollars? Well, you know what. It's worth it for the podcast. It's worth guys. it for the podcast. I know that will bring in that sweet podcast money. <laughs> All that podcast money that we're definitely making. With our slightly Currently less than a thousand unavailable. listeners. Available. What? What? The $1,500 Shack Soda is currently unavailable? No, just the. <laughs> the it never should have. Berry cream on Amazon. It never should have stopped existing, is all I have to say. I'm very upset. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get into just talking about what we've been up to this week on the on the Bridge of Two podcast. What have you been? What have you done this week with your life? Um, actually, more than I should have. Good. <laughs> I have been lazy and not been studying. I've been uh-oh. playing video games and stuff instead. Which which ones? Um, patch five for Boulder's Gate three. Early access came out. So I played that a little bit because I have the early acts. I've had it for a while back when I was on night shift. I would okay. play it a lot when I was on night shift when I had to stay awake for work or when I wasn't working. That's nice. Um, this, this so I played a little bit of that. Uh, played a little bit more SWOTOR, Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, Did they have their anniversary yet? No, I think it's in November. November. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's always with they're, they're coming out with a new expansion. They're like, I like revamping, like redoing a lot like something with their class system it seems interesting I don't know, I'm, I'm hyped for it um i read a little bit more i think rhythm a rhythm of war i think i, I think i read more i can't I, my weeks are getting mixed up right now um better have read more what else did i do a little bit more drawing as usual divinity i played a little bit divinity original sin 2 as well okay i have so, that on the switch so, so all the D. yeah Inspired games. Inspired games. <laughs> it's a little bit more. Well, Divinity Original Sin Two is a little. Bit, I have it on the Switch, right. and so it's a little bit more portable for me. Okay. Um, so I can sit on the couch when my wife is watching something, or if we're watching something together, and I can completely ignore the show. No, I don't. I don't do that, honey. I promise. Um. <laughs> um, and I started playing Knights of the Republic again because I actually have it on my phone. The first one. The first one, Knights of the Republic. So I play nice. it at work occasionally. Terrible. So a lot of video games intermittent throughout the days. Not you know. Oh, bad news. Sort of off topic, but bad news. What? My dad copped out on Oathbringer. Made it to, made it to page seven hundred around 700. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he gave up? Gave up. Said he can't do it. I don't know why, but he just said he couldn't couldn't do it. He was on page 700. He was like there. 
What happens in seven on page seven hundred? I don't know, but he was in that. He said he was not in that area, but he just said he just said he got to the point where like he's just all the characters are annoying him and, and blah, blah, blah 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 blah. I wonder if it's Kaladin. It might be Kaladin. Yeah. I don't know. So very, I was a little upset. Got to trust Brandon. Trust Brandon Sanderson. He will deliver. He always delivers. Except you know there is kind of Kaladin's character at the end of that book. There's some stuff on definitely some big stuff unresolved for him. But he also has some really good, really great, like, you know, end of book. um, Yeah, he has some character stuff resolve in that book. You know, I like I like the ending of I like his his how his story concludes in that book. I won't spoil it, but like, I like that he. I like what happened. What happens? Yeah, I mean, like it's a, it's a, it's a, it it subverted expectations for most yeah. like fantasy novels, you know. And Definitely. So I do. I, I like. I like. Appreciated that. Um. But yeah. So huh. that's disappointing. So we'll have to. Have to. We'll have to get him on it. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. Uh. I've been listening. Caught up. I'm pretty much caught up on my D and D. The not another D and D podcast. Okay. That campaign's ramping up they're coming to an end of the second one it's a little bit short shorter yeah and it's good it's a good story good i like the setting the setting they're in is super interesting um and then uh, obviously listen a little bit more of uh the second book of galaxy's edge yeah it's with galactic outlaws out is that what it's called i think yeah it is how far are you into it chapter eight chapter eight or nine yeah. i like it. have you listened to it at all i'm on chapter two so i i did get do you know into it. who have you met so far I was listening to it at work, so I can't remember all the names, and it's been a few days, but there's a guy who... Have you met Captain Keel yet? I think, I think so. That, I think that's his name. I don't think so. The, the, is he... Is he? Uh, not, he's not a rebel, but he's not a part of the Republic. I think chapter one, you're with Wraith. Yes, chapter one is like a or like the epilogue. Oh, the or the There's beginning epilogue where it's not like epilogue, like a pro like a prologue. Like, sort of. I mean, not epilogue, yeah, prologue. Yeah, I swear I read books. Um, right. Oh, yeah. It starts. It starts like not long after no, the end of the. It kind of shows you who a little bit to an extent of who survived. Like you know at that point, right? We know Wraith survived, and then, and then it um it says like seven years later. Yeah, and you should. I think it starts with Prim. Is that her name? There's a girl. Yeah, I'm having a hard time remember the name. Yeah, there's a girl with a robot that. Right, uh-huh. that's like mm-hmm. trying to, you know, basically tell her not to do what she's doing. She's looking for an assassin, bounty hunter, bounty hunter, bounty hunter. Yep. So that's kind of where I'm at. There was a, okay. also a guy that she was tra- talking to that she's trying to get to give her transport or something. And yeah, he's like I, think really she, I think just how she got to the plane okay. to find the guy. So um, let that's me, about as far as I got. Let me know when you get me Captain Keel. They did mention something about Rex, Tyrus Rex, Tyrus Rex, who I guess he was that general in the epilogue, right? I don't know. You'll have to find out. You know, technically, I already sh- I should already know because I've read it. Uh, I th- yeah, so I'm pretty sure there was a tyrant. There was a general Rex uh, in the epilogue, and then they were talking about a Rex that's like a high value target wanted by the Republic. The Republic um, legionnaires. So, sort of sounds like Rex might have gone rogue. I think the next two two chapters. Will oh, that's go- the one she's looking for. He mm-hmm. she's looking for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next two chapters will will completely change from her and that's that little story to another character, completely different character set of characters for a minute. I just I, I want I just want to hear your your thoughts on him, as well as like some things that are going because things without going into spoilers, things in the Republic have changed 
and they in go seven in, years and they go into it a little bit like even the legionnaires have changed and they go into it a little bit mm. so i just I, it's alex interest i'll be interested to hear what you say by the end of the book because okay i'll say captain keel is one of my favorite characters okay he's a very han when you meet him you'll you'll, you'll know what I'm about. he's very han solo i mean he even play he's a smuggler in the, in the story basically okay. But he's very Han Solo, very, I'm going to, you know, but he's also like super, super, super cocky as well. So is he mid-core rebellion? Mm-mm. He's just a smuggler. Okay. He just does his own thing. Smuggler. But you'll just, I'm doing, for people who can't see because it's a podcast, I'm doing a lot of hand movements. He's, he's waving his hands in um, the air very. Just wait. Just, you're going to be, you're going to start catching on to like different threads and you'll be like, what? What? Okay. What? So yeah, so I've been uh, listening to that as well. But, um, nice. Other than that, yeah, that's that's about it for me. Not not too not in not focusing on one thing. I think once I f- my semester one is finishing, not this week, but I think next week, the sixth of August is my last day of my first of first semester. Nice. And I get like a two week break in between semesters. I two think, whole weeks. I think during that two weeks, I'm gonna like try and blast out Rhythm of War. You should to get it done with because I, right now I'm. I'm you really? Should. I just want to get it done with, especially considering what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, exactly. I, well, sorry, just I'm just doing research. Around, I'm going to dance around some of that because. <sighs> well, just doing research into it is maybe want to start reading it. Like, yeah, I almost just. I think studying read the today. rhythm of war pushes a lot of stuff forward as far as like Cosmere lore. Um, I've already noticed from just so, like where I'm at now, and, and right. there's a lot, there's of, a lot like, of epigraphs and stuff to talk about. The whole story with like or the whole little conversation between Kaladin and Zahel. Oh right, was right, a big right. one. Yeah. Right. I just, I just realized where is Zahel during the whole Eurythro thing. Die I don't remember. Huh. I just that just occurred to me. Anyway. Well, um, as far as me, I don't really know if I have a lot. I mean, like I, we are, we talked about. I did read a little bit of the next Legionnaire book as well, uh, and I mean, I definitely played some more Kingdom Hearts. I'm just playing end game stuff, really, though. Enjoying it. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I, you know, there's like these uh, on all the worlds that you go to, you can go back to all the worlds. There's these, <clears throat> I forget what they're called, like battle portals or something like that, and they're basically just really hard encounters mm-hmm. that you play. And when and whenever you and and they're pretty they're pretty fun and challenging mm-hmm. uh, battles. They rem- I mean, it reminds me a lot of. I went back to Olympus Coliseum because I was like, I only went to that. I I went to that pl- that that world. You know, it's at the beginning of the Very game, beginning, yeah. and I didn't go back at all. And so I went back there and was like exploring around, and I found a couple. And so playing those kind of reminded me of the old Olympus, Olympus Coliseum, Coliseum world where you would just fight wave after wave. So is of it enemies. just is it just like waves of enemies that you're playing, or is it like boss battles? There, it's both. There's okay. there's like one. Uh, there's one that you you, you do that's down in, on. Um, I don't remember where, what it's called, but in the in the it's called Realm of the Gods is the mm-hmm. the part of the Olympus Coliseum world, mm-hmm. and it's basically on Mount Olympus. And there's two of those in there. There's one all the way up to where Zeus is, and that one is like a boss battle. There's like these two huge, and I think you fought those. They I think you fought those. Whatever they have these huge shields. They're really big. They can take their shields and like put them over their 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 faces and then be completely hmm. um you know then you have to like knock down their armor to, to actually start injuring them again um i think you fight them on in the main story i think you fight them on the um big hero six world san francisco mm. uh but th- that's where i was feeling like i had fought them before but there was like two or three of them 
I think. And it was pretty hard. Hmm. Um, so, but it was, so it was, that was fun playing through a couple of those big fights. And you get synthesis items uh, at the end of those fights and, like, another, like, trinket, uh, something that you can use for, like, armor or something. Hmm. And I'm thinking, I was reading about how you unlock the Ultima Keyblade. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the most powerful Keyblade in the game. Mm-hmm. Is is you have to unlock every or like find every synthesis item that you yeah can. if you find them all then which i think that's what it was like in the other games too pretty much kingdom hearts one was or you had to synthesize it items. was honestly it, you had to synthesize every item that you could yeah. and then it opened up the ability to synthesize right 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 you had to make everything that was on the list to which make. i've done it once and that was the most recent play th- playthrough because i was committed Wow. It took a while. It was fun. I mean, it was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. I usually would throw it, like, when I was doing all the grinding, I would throw on a podcast and yeah, and play as it was enjoyable. But yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> I never got it for Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, or I, I only got it for Kingdom Hearts 1, so. So. Too far. I It's, the the DLC, there's, like, an end game with a DLC that's basically a bunch of boss battles that if you fight beat them all, then you unlock two more boss battles. And there's like some secret endgame stuff for oh, that. Oh, the uh, boss battles. And but they're really hard. I've played mm-hmm. a few of them. I mean, you're like there are people you've bosses that you fought in the main game. They mm-hmm. weren't that hard when you fought them as they are now. Like hmm. they really upped their their the moves that they can do. Hmm. Uh, it uh, you know I don't know if that was a because people were talking about how easy fight, some of those fights were, but it's super hard. So I could see like getting the ultimate weapon. Because that also, with the way the form changes work, if you have a, the ultimate weapon, you get there's a final form form change that mm-hmm. would be really powerful as well. So I can see how that would be really important to get through those boss fights. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if I'm going to finish that part of it with all the boss fights because it's do it commit. Yeah. I'd have to watch a walk. I'd have to like watch like someone's strategy and see. Nah, dude, how they do it yourself. You can do it. Commit. I have faith in you. <laughs> I have faith in you. One, Anyway, but so that I mean that's fun. It's been fun, but um, beyond that, okay. I just have to just one thing I have to say real quick. That's okay. I have to ask. It's just totally off topic. Go okay. for it. Going off the rails already, guys. I <laughs> have you ever watched the Flash TV show? Yeah, with the with with the Grant Gustin's as name. That's his name. Yeah. Can't believe I remember How much that. of it did you watch? I watched a season two or three. Okay, I jumped. I jumped off that around the same time. I jumped off watching the Arrow. So those those first few seasons were were definitely pretty good. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it in a while, and uh, for like a couple seasons at least, maybe three seasons. And um, but I still, it's still, I still follow it on Facebook. Is it still going? Oh yeah, still going. I still follow it on Facebook, and mm-hmm. so I'll see, like, episode trailers every once in a while, you know, and I have no context because <laughs> yeah. I've been watching it for years. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> Facebook, you know, shows me a, a clip from the this most recent episode. I think it was a season finale. Um, maybe the series finale. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know if they're wrapping it up yet or not. But um, there's a... There's, uh, a speedster in an all-white costume which i know from the comics that character's name is godspeed 
he's he, and and Barry's fighting him. The the Flash is fighting him, and Thawne has is fighting him. The yellow the the yellow speedster, you mm-hmm. know, the one who killed his the mother. Reverse, the reverse Flash. I'm pretty sure they changed some stuff with the timeline because I've seen like screenshots where his mom's alive too. And that stuff. Could, well, that's anyway. Yeah, the Flash is one of those things where like they're they just, the timelines always yeah, messed up. In the it Flash kind of involved. so so it cuts to they're fighting and they're literally using lightning. Looks like lightning lightsabers. Okay, hold on. And I was like, "What? They're they're holding lightning and they're like hitting it against it. Uh, the the other lightning sword, like it's a a solid thing." And they're and I was I just wasn't sure how to feel about it. I, I my my initial reaction was, "Okay, yep, we got you're doing lightsabers. You're totally ripping off Star Wars." And then I was thinking about, it, I was like, "Well." You know, does that mean it's not cool just because it looks like a light? It reminds me of a lightsaber. So I was thinking, I will ask Jeremiah what he thinks. I want to find this now. Well, maybe we could find it and take a break. Yes, we can take a break and find it. Because we, so the main topic we want to talk about is, is, uh, is basically Brandon Sanderson's um, we can get into the Cosmere a little bit with you guys. Yeah, Brandon Sanderson's connected universe called the Cosmere. We want to kind of dip you into the lore of the Cosmere, what it is, how it originated, sort of the high-level story that's happening throughout every single The absolute book. brilliance of Brandon there Sanderson. There you go. The, the thing that he hopes, if he can stay diligent... As diligent as he is, he has such a tight schedule he has to keep on writing to be able to publish all the books he wants to publish in the Cosmere before he dies. Yeah, like that's how that that man better stay healthy. (laughs) He he he, yeah. Anyway, we can talk about more. But so, how about we take a break? We'll maybe real quick before we take a break. Going going on the side, I thought about this. I thought about this for some reason. Um, There is something. There is a new game out, or it's a it's in closed beta right now. But it's about to come out. It's called New World. Have you heard of it? Your brother said something about the beta, and I was like, "What yes. is this?" And I didn't. I have seen pre. I've seen like the. I've seen art for it. I don't know where I've seen it, but I was like, "What is it?" I don't really know what it is. I I my, I did ask Josh. He said the closed beta. He said his computer is kind of like a potato, so he's having a hard time playing it. Mm. But he says it's fun. But I was watching like trailer stuff on it. Um, it looks cool. It looks good. It's MMO, mm-hmm. like MMO action RPG. It looks like a game I could get lost in, which is why I'm, I'm okay. probably not going to get it. But right. <laughs> it looks super cool, and I'm, I've been, like, debating even pre-ordering now to get that closed beta. But mm. I think it comes out in August something, so. But is it, so it says New World, and and the thing, the, the art I saw looked like like a Spanish conquistador, like, style it's, helmet. So is it is it historical? Mm-mm. It's a full fantasy. Really? But they have like muskets in it, looked like, oh, and then okay. spears, axes, swords. They have a bunch of different weapons. And how your class, because usually in a lot of games you have like a class, like warrior, rogue, or whatever. Mm. How this works out is not your class, it's your weapon. And your weapon determines what skills you have. And you can try out every single weapon in the game and keep and have the different skills fight what works best for you, then progress to get better of that type of weapon. You know? Okay. There's like swords, bows. I think, I think there's muskets. I think I saw, saw this somewhere. Uh, like double or great axes, spears, and some uh, like a like a magic gauntlet or something like that. Okay. Um, huh. 
don't know. It seems like Ninja Concept very craft oriented, where there's a lot of crafting and getting materials to craft and stuff like that. It's one of those games where people can literally like live in. Like people don't. Oh, okay. have, you don't have to fight. You can literally just be a farmer in the game. I guess. Okay. I don't know why you yeah. would ever do that, but no, I'm just joking. I, mean, um, I don't know. I've been watching the armies. I've been, I've been watching videos on it recently. It looks really cool, and I just okay. I thought about that. When we were talking about video games, so give check it a look. out New World. Give it a look. Play it and tell us if it's good. Let yes. us live through you. Yes. All right. Let me know if I should waste my life on it. <laughs> I won't, honey, again. <laughs> again. All right. Well, we will be back in a minute, and we'll see you then. We're back. Are we back? We're back. That was insane. And we have more thoughts. <laughs> so we just, Josh just showed me the video, and I pulled up on the TV, and we watched it, of legitimately the Flash and I guess Godspeed and a reverse flash making lightsabers out of lightning somehow and just being beasts at sword fighting now. Immediately. Which I mean, to, to in fair in some, if some fairness, we, you know, clearly haven't watched any of this season (laughs) and this is season seven. I think I've watched it in like three or four years, but it is, well, it opened up with the clip opened up with, Thrawn, uh, not Thrawn, uh, Godspeed, the the white speedster, just doing force lightning on Barry. Like straight, straight up, straight not up. like not like there's earlier in the show, Barry figures out how to like build up charge in himself, and then he can throw like a bolt of lightning. But this is literally force lightning. Him just putting his hand, Godspeed, putting his hand out and lightning shooting out of his fingertips. He's going full limited power on him. Yeah, and. It, it, I don't know if it like was built up in the season, and, and I but like sure just was, watching but... this is just like just do yourself a favor and go watch it because it is absolutely bonkers. Just you know, we're gonna just you know, no context, totally reflect on this video because I don't we think can. you. I don't even think you need context. It's just that, <laughs> that's bonkers. It, it is literally they they literally you know they watch him. He he like Godspeed puts his hand up and lightning flows into his hand and then he just. Boom, ignites a lightning bolt in his hand. And then he spins it like a lightsaber. And then... It's just a sword that's lightning. <laughs> and then Barry and uh, Reverse Flash, who fighting together um, on it, the same team, look at him and are like, whoa, that's crazy. This is the way they look. And then they just decide to do the same thing. A second later, they do the same thing, but differently. They don't take lightning from the sky. They take it from their bodies. Yeah, it comes like, out of their bodies. Literally, yeah. it's like they're igniting a lightsaber. Like, zoom, they even out shoot their, their arm. arm out like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what? Which, yeah, once again, I'm sure there's some kind of Bill X science Speed Force-y explanation that they've probably brought up in the show. Absolutely but not. There's no way. <laughs> it looks really, really weird. <laughs> looks really uh star warsy like like in a bad way so and there's no cisco on the show anymore to nerd out and and just break the fourth wall and say oh yeah well, we're doing star wars now so i don't know anyway so there you go that was insane uh, check it out everyone let us know what your thoughts are <laughs> please please do and send it send us your thoughts my brain is still reeling from watching that <laughs> I'm glad I brought it up because I'm uh, glad you brought it up too. That's insane. <laughs> it's like I need someone needs to, I need to talk to someone about this. Real quick plug, you know, you know, you should watch Josh if you haven't yet. What Stargate SG One? Oh, you've told me that before. Good show. I don't know. The only reason I thought about it is because, like, in this season, in this episode, you Are can there really lightning see, lightsabers. Well, no, but you can really see in this show that like they they did lightning lightsabers because they're running out of things to talk to to 
tell uh-huh. in their show. The last season of SG One is like that. Okay, they start running out of. They literally there's literally an episode where they're stuck on a spaceship and they grow really old. That is the episode, and then nice. they somehow aren't old anymore. But you could tell they're running out of ideas. Yeah, it says I don't know why my brain connected th- that thought, but I mean, give SG One yeah, a watch. It's actually shows a really, do that. SG One's a re- ten seasons long. Good show. Yeah, cool. So give it a watch. Right on. Everybody else as well. All right, so we have looked into and dug into the depths of the abyss. <laughs> We have stared into the abyss, and the abyss has stared back <laughs> of <laughs> the Cosmere. <laughs> so Sometimes to, it feels like that. <laughs> so the we'll talk about staring into the abyss and the abyss staring back. Brandon Sanderson is in his 40s now, Gosh. and he's at the point he mapped this. He mapped this out um, from what I remember from um, interviews and stuff I've listened to of, of him. Around the time Mistborn was being published, the first trilogy, may, probably after the first book, mm-hmm. um, or maybe around, may, like like when he was, he had this idea when he was writing Mistborn, and he mapped it out, you know, he mapped out all the planets and 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 what planets would be involved and kind of general stories and and stuff like that, and um, and it was at the time I think it was gonna be like twenty something books or thirty something books something like that. And he yeah, and he literally uh, you know just said this is what I'm gonna do, and started doing it. And now he's at the point where he's literally pretty much can't. There's there's stuff he can't write. Yeah, there's stuff that he can't he can't be be like I'm gonna take a break from the Cosmere and and. And do this one thing that I've always wanted. There's books that he, he may have like have ideas for that it's like someday I'll write that book. He can't do that right now anymore. If he wants to actually get the whole Cosmere published. Um, so it's pretty crazy. It's a good thing that he likes it the Cosmere though. I mean it's yeah. It's not like he's being I, forced to writing it. It's he well, it's good for me too, but it's not like it doesn't seem like it's something he's forced to write. Like no. he and he, he came up with the Cosmere. He's he's in, he likes the like he likes yeah. that. You know, I think he's in, he's enjoying himself. You know? Oh yeah, I think so too. Um, and he has still he still still do like little novellas, and you know he's, he's still doing non cosmere stuff. Too. Yeah, he still Look does non cosmere. Um, he just has to stay on a really tight. What uh, was that? What was the one? The Young he, Adult book he just yeah, did. Yeah, I did the um, uh, Scott Skyward. Skyward. I think it's the that second, was the second one. Second one. Yeah, I forget what it is. It's a but it's kind of a sci fi. Um, book. It's about a, a a girl who's like it's like a futuristic fighter pilot kind of novel uh, series, and yeah, it's sci-fi, and it's young young adult, and Spencer's the main character. Anyway, so he still does stuff doing that, and he'll still do 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 smaller smaller projects um, in between. But oh wait, no, Skyward is the first book. Star okay. Sight's the second. Star Sight's the second one, and then I think. The last one's called Nowhere. Cytonic. Cytonic. Oh, Nowhere is what he wanted to call it. Which sounds really cool. Yeah. So, you know, writers, a lot of times, you know, they have like a story kind of pops into your brain and you start thinking about it and and working on it. And then you're like, I got to get this. I got to get this down on paper. I got to work this out and see that, get this story kind of written. And it's like Brandon Sanderson's done that only. It's the Cosmere. Like literally, that's the the story he wants to tell is like forty books long. It's so <laughs> he's crazy. like, I have to get this forty book long story out of me. Yeah, for real. It's so crazy. He's it's, he's a genius when it 
like how he's doing it too is such a genius idea. Um, yeah. Because a little backstory, like I was just watching a video today that from Brandon Sanderson, kind of the thought of the Cosmere was he used to read books as a kid, a bunch of fantasy books, a bunch of different books. And he, how he stated it was almost to kind of put himself into the book or, or give his own little self to the book was he would basically imagine like some weird character, some like absolutely obscure character mm-hmm. or side character. He'd be like, oh, that's the character. Then, he, then he'd read a book from a completely different author and be like, that's the same character. And they're yep. linked. And he'd start yep. making like a backstory. And that is the backstory basically for Hoyd. Yep. And so then he kind of started branching the idea of like, well, what if these worlds are actually like, what if I make these different worlds that are connected? And so he's now he's telling this overarching epic story. But he, the way he's doing it is such an ingenious idea to where, like, Elantris is a standalone novel on its own. You can read Elantris, mm-hmm. which is his first book published, and that's mm-hmm. Cosmere. You can read that and not read any of his any other of his books, and you'd have a full story right there. Right. It has Same a, with Mistborn. Yeah. Mistborn trilogy is a full trilogy. It has a beginning and an end, and you can stop right there and not read any of the other Cosmere as a story. But if you kept going reading the other stuff, you, you would start seeing an overarching narrative going yeah. on. Other char- characters that are from different books and and appearing in other books, right? Um, and eventually, I mean, I think his plan is to eventually have it all accumulate into an ending, into you know, to really bring the cosmic to an end, right? Um, and it's just a genius way to do it because that's how you get people, and that's how you can. Because he's right, he I, he said this. I think he said this in the watching was he was like, it's hard to, it would be hard to get someone to invest in a really large series. So like a series, like a like reader t- or a publisher, a reader, okay. Well, like, yeah. well, like, look at my dad. I think right. part of the reason my dad is having hard, doesn't want to finish opening is because it's, it's a commitment. That's mm-hmm. a ten book series. It's a commitment. Yeah. Um. So in, instead, Brandon's like, well, if I can get them to read Elantris first, and that's just a standalone. Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe they get invested. They want to read more, or they just can stand there. You know, he's he's just he's it's like I don't know. His, his thought it just seems like a thought process. Like I just want to tell cool stories and I want people to read them, but I don't want them to be put off. And if they want to keep reading, them, go for it. And if not, but, we'll see. Yeah. Um. But so this talk will be kind of 50,000 feet view of what's actually going on behind the scenes in, in, in a lot of the books. And um, so you don't get, if you, if you pick up and you read Elantris or you pick up and read Mistborn or, or Stormlight Archive, um, it's not going to start off in the beginning. Was Adonalzi. Was, you know, this force of creation or person, Adonalzium. And he was split into sixteen shards and all this stuff. It's not going to say that. It's it's stuff that's like like Jeremiah said. It's sprinkled throughout different books to kind of leave breadcrumbs for people that are kind of intru- know, know that the, the books are connected, know the worlds are connected, know that it's going somewhere bigger, mm-hmm. and you know it's doing all this little foreshadowing stuff along the way to build into the as it branches out closer, as they connect more and more, because the, the technology on those worlds, you know, is, is with, you know, some, some magical technological innovations and things like that, but it's, it's very medieval. It's mm-hmm. not, they're very fantasy. It's, they're very tied to their own world with the ex- exception of these other portals of uh, portals into other realms that they can kind of hop into through other worlds through other means but there's no like spaceships there's no yet you know yet but that's where it's gonna go so all these series eventually are going to gr- um grow up into a space age and every the world the the cosmere is going to get a lot smaller in the and sense i think that, that's kind of like a, 
like Mistborn, that's kind of where Mistborn's being loved. Mistborn, I'm pretty sure Mistborn is almost kind of like Brandon's backbone of the Cosmere. That's how he's going to connect everything, mm-hmm. is using Mistborn. Because that's because you see, he's already gone to Era 2 of Mistborn. He's going to do an Era 3 and possibly an Era 4. I can't remember. But they're going to have, I think that's where we're going to be introduced to space travel is through Mistborn. And it's going to be not, like, I don't think it's, I really don't think it's going to be generic space travel. Like we, we see it. I think it's going to be a more fantastical, magical space yeah, travel. I think so too. Um, And that's how you're going to start branching the worlds, other than the world hoppers that we do already know in, right. in this scene. But yeah, so to kind of go back, go go to the origins of of the 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 Cosmere in universe, you find out through various um, characters that 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 have more information or discover more information that there was something called Adnalsium. There's differences on people aren't sure if Adnalsium was a person or just like a force entity or yeah i was like but basically it was they've described it ad nauseum as the force that created like life and it was a central power this actually really i don't to be honest with you i don't a lot of the stuff the beginning as far as the shattering goes i think is told to us by brandon himself i don't think it's actually written in many of the books i think as far as i remember and obviously my memory i'm my memory could be very off on this, but I think the only time Adonalsium is really mentioned is Mistborn. There's like, I think in the Mistborn secret history or secret. Yes. There's like some stuff in some of the novellas in the Arcanum Unbounded, the, mm-hmm. the, the short stories that go into more depth. Um, but even then it's not even like that. I mean, you kind of hear of like maybe a shattering or like, I know Rhythm of War, they're, they're, they're epigraphs mm-hmm. or not Rhythm of War, the whole Stormlight stories, they're epigraphs. Some of them are a little bit more, they talk a little bit more about, possibly the shatter and stuff like that but if, but i do know that brandon has like confirmed a lot. i mean confirmed to extent of like like you said Mistborn. uh here's a here's a quote i have delved and searched and have only been able to come up with a single name adenalsium who or what it was i do not yet know and that was from hero of ages yeah that's the first only time i remember hearing adenalsium i don't know if it's mentioned other so elsewhere. i think i think a lot of it comes from the what what are called the epigraphs which are at the beginning of each chapter there'll be some quote and it'll be a quote from a character in the world of the Cosmere that doesn't necessarily, may not directly relate to the events happening in that chapter, but it relates to the Cosmere at large and kind of, it's that breadcrumb. Stormlight does it a lot. Stormlight does it. Mistborn does it. Mistborn does it, but Mistborn, I think, tends to have a little bit more to do with the actual story of Mistborn. Mm -hmm. Whereas Stormlight, a lot of the epigraphs, a lot of them don't really have much, some of them don't have much to do with the story, but they do have to do with the Cosmere. Yeah. And I think that's because Stormlight's going to be another one of those big backbone well, so apparently there was a so like before this this there was there's adenalsium okay and and at some point there were sixteen people maybe more than sixteen because Hoyd was there as well and he didn't take a shard mm-hmm. but there was sixteen people that conspired or were present or somehow involved in what caused this mysterious force from which all magic is derived, this mysterious force shattering into 16 pieces. I think not just all magic, I think all creation. Didn't Isn't it all, isn't Adenalsium pretty much all creation or is it all magic? Responsible, it's uh, Adenalsium generally regarded as a god responsible for the creation of the Cosmere. Yeah. Um, sometimes referred to as the power of creation. So there was a pivotal moment in history, event known as the Shattering, and there was these 16 people. And whenever the sh- whenever Adenalsium shattered, it shattered into 16 shards that were 
um, based on certain aspects of this, you know, God or force or entity that, so there was a shard of odium, which the shard of odium is kind of like passion or hatred. There's a shard of preservation. There's a shard of ruin. There's a shard of cultivation. Honor. Honor. There's a shard of, um, no, there's a shard of mercy. There's a shard. There's, there's some other rhythm of war. There was a lot of names that the shards weren't fully known and rhythm of war named a bunch more. And and the thing about these two, I think there's only two left. We don't know the name of. Yeah. And so kind of what happened is however happened, I think we're all right now led to believe that these people came together and for some, for some reason, their own, they had like shat, what they call it? The shattering shattered Adonazium into these 16 shards. Mm -hmm. We do know from context clues that Hoyd was present, but he does not hold a shard. Yeah. Hoyd, if you guys don't know, just a little, whatever, we'll probably go into him a little bit more in another episode. Um, possibly our, Bridger Theories episode. Um, Hoyd is like a character that he is. If you want to know a character that's in every single book of the Cosmere, it's Hoyd. And he might not always be named Hoyd. Like he's named Wit and, and Stormlight a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Hoyd and others. Yeah, he he's has got a couple of different names. He has different names. And, and I think there's some. Yeah, I think there's there's some books he appears in that he has a different name. Or maybe he's not even named. Yeah, sometimes he's just like. like I think he's mentioned. in Elantris, but I don't think he's n- named he Hoyd. He is named, but not Hoyd. I don't remember what his name is okay. in it. Same with, I think, Nalthus, or not Nalthus, Warbreaker. That's the world's Nalthus. Okay. Um, he's got a different name, too. He, But you, you can usually spot him because he's usually doing something. He's well, usually a storyteller. Right. And he's, he's a, usually doing something weird. He's basically if Gandalf was a bard. Basically, I mean, yeah, that's a, yeah. I was thinking about that today because he's just to use just to, to be maybe an example for people who know no don't know much about this and trying to track with us. You know, Gandalf in like the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies, he was he was he was sent to help push back against the forces of evil, and the way he did that was through trying to be influential, trying to give people you know push people in the right direction, try to. Uh, he had uh, to um, kindle the hearts of, of of people with courage and hope and things like that. And I think, especially Hoyt in like Stormlight Archive, he does that a lot. You know, like in just about every single episode in in an episode in every single book, <laughs> in every single book of the Stormlight Archive, he has some story he tells someone to really like mm-hmm. encourage them or give them some kind of something to think about that'll push them in the right direction. And, um, and yet he's, he's not, no he, one really knows his like, true motives either. Right. Does well, yeah, mean? yeah, right. That's the thing about him. The, the difference between him and Gandalf, Gandalf was sent by the God of, of that world, that, that series, but Hoyd has his own motives. He's, and his yeah, own reasons. No one knows what it is. No one knows. We just know, we've just learned through the different hints dropped that he's was there during the shattering. Right. He is very old person very powerful person right very knowledgeable person um but there really still isn't even that much known about hoyd right so um yeah but anyway so we know that he was present so there's we don't know exactly how many we know at least the 16 plus hoyd were present during the shattering at the least yeah at the least and that these 16 people picked up or formed or bonded with these shards and basically became that it's hard to explain how the yeah. shards work, but the essence of that shard. Yeah, there's a well. Yeah, there's and so I, what I was reading is is there's like an intent. Each shard has an intent, mm-hmm. and so 
when you become the vessel is what the that's the word I was like. When you become the vessel of that shard, you start to take on the intent of that shard, and so. Um, uh, I think it was Hoyd in one of the letters he was writing to people within the Cosmere. He's talking about, he's concerned about Odium. So that's, that's one thing, even though we don't know his entire motives, we know that he doesn't like Odium, who yes. is the shard of hatred, who has decided that he wants to be the only shard and he starts killing and shattering other people, other people that are holding shards. Yeah. Um, but, so Hoy doesn't like Odium, and he's com he's using the example of this other person who took up the shard of ruin. He said this person was very kind and like not you know a good, a good person, and over time the shard of ruin they became a person that could only destroy. Yeah, you know, and mind only you, interested in destroying. When the shattering happened, I mean, as far as we know, the shattering happened like generations ago, like thousands of years. Right. So these people have been been the vessels of these shards for a while and that yeah. ultimately is going to have when you, when you have that intent inside of it, it's going to it's going to change you yeah you know um so yeah so that you have these those those um those shard the, the pe people that become the vessels of those shards basically come to some type of almost like godhood um they're not omniscient and omni omni powerful but their 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 capacity for knowledge their capacity for um uh, the power that they have and all that is so uh, far above uh, what a normal mortal can do that they are in essence you know like a deity yes and they they made some kind of compact and agreement that they would go their separate ways and that they would take up residence on planets and and just influence those planets and kind of let those planets be their, you know, little petri dishes or whatever they you know yeah. wanted to do with those planets and that they wouldn't in, they wouldn't meddle with each other's planets. And of course that didn't work out. Yeah, then you have uh two shards that end up on a planet called Cell. Um two shards that end up on Scadrial. Two, two shards end up on Scadrial. Three that's in the Rosharan system, including Odium, yeah. So, two, two there. And so, Odium is this character that not long after he takes up that shard, he immediately starts chasing after this other shard named uh, Ambition. Shard of Ambition. Because he was concerned that the Shard of Ambition would be uh, his main competition for what his goals were. Because... Ambition. So, ambition. <laughs> <laughs> and so... In pursuing ambition, runs across this planet cell and sees, oh, there's two shards here. There shouldn't be two shards here, so I'm going to shatter them. And so no as one knows. One does. No one knows as one does, and no one knows how exactly how he's able to do it without um, damaging himself, and maybe he does damage himself in the process. But and then he, um, I think he 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 had some run-ins with another shard. Um, I don't know if it was ambition. If he did it, catch up with ambition. I can't or not. remember. But anyway, so that is kind of the kind of the run. And that's what it kind of where it seems like it's going it. to yeah. the main overarching story. Of the Cosmere is going to deal with Odium and 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 the, right. uh, him with dealing with. The, I mean, that's the main kind of the main focus of part of the main focus of Stormlight, really. Right, because what at the point you got you the point that you find Odium in Stormlight 
he is bound to that system. He's bound to that that planet or the there's a planet like a moon uh that's right next to right next to Roshar where Stormlight Archive takes place called Braze and he's bound there along with um his servants. And somehow somehow he's made because there's one thing something about these shards that they if they make some kind of contract or like if they make some kind of oath or pact, they have to honor it or it will like severely wound them or something like that. So, you know, so he somehow, somehow, um, honor, the shard of honor was able to lock him down in that system. Mm -hmm. That's where the other shards are hoping he'll stay. And another, Um, and another, like a really important part of the shards and the different worlds they're on is, is they are what drives the magic system of said world of the, the different worlds each world has their different magic system um scadrial does a lot with metals um Nalthus, uh the, the world for warbreaker deals with like colors and awakening and stuff like that roshar is the the uh stormlight mm. you know each shard and the and how they invest it's called investiture how they invested that world depends on how the magic system actually works yeah um and that it's just it's super interesting, especially seeing the different. And it's interesting too because you you obviously see different people from different worlds who are used to a certain magic system, but now they're trying you know world hopping to a different world and using that same magic system in that world. Mm-hmm. And so think of like, well, if it's a different type of investiture, how is that working? You know, I'm sure yeah. Brandon's got some weird science behind it, and it's just an interesting. It's always a bunch of interest, interesting things to think about. Like, there's definitely characters even in Stormlight that are using magic from a different world. You know. Yeah. If you, obviously, if you've read that book and you've seen that world, and you know who I'm talking about, and you know what magic well, Hoyd, he's using. Uh, I mean, like Hoyd uses. There's, I, I, I read that Hoyd used on Shallan's father used soothing on him. I believe it. I, there's a theory that he uses. Um, oh, what's it called? Breaths. Yes and no. No. Maybe I, he might have used breaths. Like, I don't. No, um, it's from the 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 comic book, the White Sand comic book. Oh, he, yeah, I don't know. What that's he, about. he, I don't remember. I don't. Remember, I saw theory that what he's doing there is he's using because that world does all with like sand, right? He's actually when he does his storytelling with the sand, he's actually using that magic system, right? But I don't know for certain. He could also be using because he uses like he does it like a little storytelling in Warbreaker, um, that uses a lot of sand. But he may also just very well maybe using um, Stormlight, although he wasn't a radiant at that point, so maybe not. But yeah, so it's just you know, but there's even other characters that you see that that are using that and can use that investiture and stuff like that um, in different worlds. Yeah. Not to mention. Well, and that's uh, that's a kind of a background like a story that with the world hoppers because there's more than just Hoyd does world hoppers. Yeah, there's a few. There's and, like a few organizations and things, and, and you we know, won't go into spoilers as to who. That's no. that's up to you to figure but out. There's, read, but but there's a you know question of what their motives are, what they're trying to achieve, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just so Hoyt has his designs of what he's trying to achieve within the Cosmere, but other, other characters do as well. Other shards do as well. Yeah. There are even sword hoppers. You say sword hoppers. Yeah. There's a sword that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, well, there's a, you mean there's a sword that's a world hopper. Yeah, sword the sword's hopper. not hopping to another sword. World hopper. <laughs> Look, it's getting late. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I don't know. It's it, it's it's very interesting to me to know that 
you know, whenever you're you're reading, you know, like in Mistborn, you're reading about the the bad guy is the what they know what they know of as God in their world is is you know a tyrant basically, and knowing that this is the Cosmere, you're like, okay, this is probably has something to do with a shard. Speaking of just Mistborn, if you just. <laughs> The story, what? the story for the along the three, not just, I mean, the first book is all obviously. I mean, each each book has almost got its own like separate story, but they're all a trilogy, so they all follow the same characters in the same story. Right. Read the trilogy; they fit together so beautifully, and it has such a good ending with so many wild twists. Yeah. So if you haven't read Mistborn, go give that a read. It kind of um, tees up a little bit of the the chronology. Um, of the Cosmere too, because mm-hmm. at the point in one of the Stormlight books where a character from that world is talking to Hoyd, um, and so it's obvious that it that it's after the events of the first trilogy mm-hmm. at the least, you know. So, but yeah, so it's it's interesting. It's just there is a you know there is a MCU level world being written, but done way cooler than the MCU because. <laughs> And it is going on uh, right now, and uh, it's just amazing that the person that is kind of or- the architect for that is still creating it. You know, it's it to me. It's it's a lot like being alive when Tolkien was writing. Not only just creating it, but like Robert Jordan or whatever. He's not only just create, just not like, or still creating it. It's like he's kind of like just now really starting to get into the story of the Cosmere. Yeah, right. You know, like I said, we've he's had these like tidbits thrown in there but now he's really like especially with like rhythm of war even from what i just read he's really starting to branch the cosmere into there once he i think the i think the fifth book so so the way the stormlight archive series it's going to be a 10 book series the first five books so they're they just released the, he just released the fourth book the fifth book after the fifth book there's going to be a big time jump the next five books are going to be a a separate series. It's the same world and maybe some of the same characters, but it's going to be a big time jump. And I think it's going to jump into the space age of the Stormlight. It's probably very similar to how Mistborn's doing it with the different eras. So I think the, I think the ending of book five of Stormlight is going to be a huge shift in the Cosmere. I think it's going to be a big cliffhanger. Gosh, I can't. And I think, I think maybe just for a second, let's, we, we might talk about Hoyd, for the theory episode, so let's stay away from him a little bit if we can, but what do you think is, where do you think the Stormlight Archive is going? Like, where do you think it's going to end, our characters are going to end book five? Oh, man. I mean... I don't even know. I... Like, thinking about, got Odium, you got Cultivation, you've got not only that, I'm scared for my characters, man. I'm scared for Dalinar and Kaladin. I feel like no one's safe. Who do you think dies? Because I think it's it's hard for me to believe that nobody dies book five. No you major characters. What is a slight theory of mine, which I don't know. I, it literally has like no basis in anything other than I think I think it'd be interesting. Or if it's, I don't even know if it's possible. Yeah. I could see Dalinar somehow uh, becoming the vessel for honor. Okay, like reforming the shards. Yeah, somehow. I don't even know if that's possible or if that whatever. I just was thinking about that today. Is like I could definitely see that happening, but I don't know if it ever like that might just be more of like a, I just think it'd be kind of cool. But in like, uh, in Oathbringer, 
I won't say what's happening whenever Dalinar says this, but in Oathbringer, Dalinar says at one at a really epic point in the book, "I am unity." Yes, and I think it was capitalized. See, I yes, and when 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 words are capitalized like that in the Cosmere, pay attention, pay attention, because it's usually a name, a name, or it's like a proper, you know, a, it's a proper name for some type of a, of magic or something like that so when i read that i was like is you know dalinar going to become a vessel for something um we do know that it's possible i won't say which shards but we do know that it's possible if two shards um are shattered uh, that they can actually come into harmony and be turned into one shard right yes or so be held at the same time yes or? so i'm pretty sure they're not i, I remember hearing this today they're not they're not one Combined, shard. Not one shard. They're just one, one person Ooh. holding two shards. Ouch! That sounds dangerous. It does sound dangerous. But if anyone can do it, it's the character that's doing it. So, so yeah. So that made me when I that made me wonder. I'm if, pretty sure that's like confirmed by Brandon Sanders. That made me wonder, and that would be a big. That, I, that made me wonder if Dalinar might become the holder of three shards, which would be crazy if you think about the three shards he could be holding. That is also true that'd he be like could, a huge twist he could i'm sitting here thinking that he could become the 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 vessel of honor he could very well become the vessel of odium as a sacrifice yeah well remember slight spoilers in oathbringer they're trying to get they're they're told that if they can get the shard of odium if they can get odium to agree to a contest of champions they might be able to beat him because yes. it's like how do you beat a god that just is bent on your destruction that is so far above you could destroy you with the blink of an eye if they wanted to. And so they're like, we got to try to, but then Odium's decide what they don't, what they don't realize is Odium is, is his is preparing for that Mm -hmm. contest of champions. And he wants Dalinar to be the champion champion. Um, and that doesn't quite go the way he thinks it will in Oathbringer, but I still wonder if that's kind of a foreshadowing for something that's that, that may happen with Dalinar's character. You know, like you said, like a sacrifice or, you know, in order to end the war with Odium uh, or something like that. So there's definitely more talked about. I'm not, I don't want you to think there's any resolution but there's definitely more talked about that in rhythm of war so yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be doing like a when i finish rhythm of war we're gonna have a full episode on that on theories after i read finish it <laughs> i just wonder when everything goes space age i just wonder there's gonna be battles there's gonna be wars between planets and so where where are the lines gonna be drawn like what are the alliances gonna be is oh what gosh, i'm wondering right. you know does 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 roshar ally with schedule does roshar ally with different it's just do roshar and schedule fight are they like enemies you know or will that even even happen or will will what ends up happening is all the the people of the world is gathered gather together and fight back against the shards huh that'd be interesting almost but, almost like another shattering but how yeah that's the question they got to figure out which that's something we haven't talked about but the, the, there's I a theory I have about the shattering. I think there was actually maybe some of this is already some of this is confirmed, so it's not completely my theory. But 
there's something called the dawn shards. You learn that the dawn shards aren't like it's not like a big sword or a, or something like that. It's it's some kind of command word or not command word, but like a force that a person can bear, become yeah. the bearer of this force. And supposedly, I think those dawn shards may have been what was used to kill. Um, Adenal- they may have been what was used to create everything, but like may have been what was used by Adenalzium to create everything and then was used, turned on him and used to kill him. I wonder if... And so if they if, if we start to see Dawn Shards getting picked up, then that could be something that's used I wonder against too a shard or... the end of the Cosmere is almost reforming Adenalzium. I wonder if that's even possible to join the shard if you can break is it them possible yeah. yeah is it possible would it even be desirable would it be des- yeah that's true would it be desirable what would happen to the worlds that are Who, you know dependent on those magic systems if you, you need know? to form all the shards like do you need a vessel for all the shards to form a metal now right or do they or, or do they just become a oh my gosh Hoid if, will be adenalzium if anyone did it would be Hoid. i okay. can see Hoid just being theory like, right now Hoid will be adenalzium <laughs> Hoid is adenalzium what if that what? what if he was the vessel for adenalzium hmm. but everybody seems it, it from what i've read the people he seemed to know these people before yeah i don't i don't know this is, <laughs> this is, this is nonsense at this point <laughs> all i know is hoid talks to a dragon he writes a letter to a dragon and the dragon talks back and the dragon writes back <laughs> he doesn't even just talk to the dragon. He pretty much argues with the dragon. <laughs> he does. Because he because I think the dragon is like, I'm sitting this one out. I'm not getting involved in these shard battles. I want to know where the dragon comes into play. That is a like because you, you have like humans, you have Parshendi, and you have like dragons. Then you're like <laughs> dragons. It's like, hold up, hold up. We made a so really planet, big leap here. <laughs> I was reading about the planet where the shattering happened. It's called Yolan. Mm-hmm. Which is the original, and I think there, I think there were dragons there huh. on that planet. Like I know that's it was where the original the, birthplace of humans. That's where the dragon comes from. That was another thing I was wondering about, which going around. But I, I read that you know, Honor says that he, Honor says at the end of at the end of the Way of Kings, he says that he created the human race, and. And then, though, you find out there's, but then there's humans on lots of planets. So, what he, is he talking about? Just the human race on Roshar? Is he, is there more to, is there, is there, is that something, is there something more to that? Well, yeah, because even on Skadriel, preservation and ruin made the people on Skadriel. Right. That's what I read as well. So, it's like, what did he mean? But then by again, saying, on Skadriel 2, there's two different type of people. There's like the people from, one the shard one. and the other shard. Well, no, there's like people from like Alondriel. Is that what the, I can't remember. Oh, the cities. Yeah, I can't remember the, the, the cities. And you have that other the the um. So, so there's the Sazed's Sazed's one of them. Yeah, that's a different type of human. Right. So there's so like I wonder if maybe like preservation ruin made those people and then other humans from the original birthplace somehow got I don't know. Yeah, he is a terrorisman. Yes. Sazed is a Terrasman, and then the other humans are... And they're, like, physiologically uh, different, to an somewhat. extent. Yeah, to, they, to an extent. Yeah, Same with, like, well, like, even the humans... Well, you think about, like, the, there's the humans on there's humans on Roshar that looked a lot different. You know, you have the the humans that, like, the Thalans, 
that have like the long. But then you have like the generic humans. Yeah, then you have the Shin that have like the big eyes. I don't know. Very pale skin. Yeah, there's a. I think a lot of it has to do with some some of the history of where humans came from and how they ended up on Rashar. Because I don't think they're. It'll definitely be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, like I wonder if like as far going like Stormlight and Rashar, I wonder if like the Thalans and the. the other ones, Zessons and Velos hit one of them. Like Shin, the Shin. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they were like originally like also part of Roshar, just like the Parshendi, and then like the people like the Alethi are the ones that are from Braze from a different down. from a different planet or from yeah. Like right. I wonder if that's. I think you're because it almost seems like the, the, Alethi, right. the Alethi are also very different psychologically than a lot of yeah. the other creature, a lot of the other human, the humans. Yeah. Air quotes there. You know, so I wonder if, like, there are different subsets of humans. Some are meant to be on Roshar and some aren't, you know? Right. Because, I mean, the Shin I think and the right. are, like, a different type. Like, because like, the Alethi is kind of like, when you, when you hear an Alethi described, you're like, oh, that's human. That's, like, that's like us. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more tan. Maybe, like, I don't know, Dalinar is, like, gigantically huge buff. Yeah. But, like, then you have, like, Shin, who, like, got the large eyes and they're pale white. You have the, the Thalen, who have, like, the really long eyebrows. Like, those are diff- those are very distinct, diff- distinctly different features than, like, normal humans. So I wonder if, like... They, they literally just are from completely different because we kind of right now we kind of put all the like all the humans together like oh Shin and Thalen they're all humans there's different type of races of human but if almost what if they're almost like just from different planets yeah and the ones that really came down and, and did the uh, the void bringing uh, yeah a war like the Alethi people and that type of sub maybe because they are more warlike <laughs> people you know. Which, but that's part of that's Odium's influence. Um, well, for sure. But that's but part, that's part also, of the story. Odium of, also has more influence on the Alethi, though. Right. So it's like, I, I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah, so that is kind of an intro to the Cosmere. Uh, you know, what's going on behind the scenes, high level. But um, part of this kind of turned into a really long... Bridge of Theories episode. No, it did. About it, but it was fun. I think we could do theories on this one. It's I fun. love the Cosmere. I was just doing research on it today. It was so fun. Yeah, it, it's fun. It is just. I just wish it was all done. I know. And so I could just read it all right now and know. But I also don't have the time to read it all right now. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, two so. years. Want to give two years, and then it can all be done. I'll be happy. There you go. Two years will be. The next the fifth book. The fifth book will Hopefully. be coming out. That will be blow my mind. I'm excited for the fourth uh, Wax and Wayne series. Yeah, that's uh, he's like. Over, I like the Wax Wayne series. Over halfway done with that, and that's going to be big. That last book in that series is going to be. Big. Those are a lot smaller, but those are fun books. They're, they're a lot more fun than they were series as far as like, the first Miss Born. Mm. But they, the third book was getting a lot more heavy and start as as far as things go, especially at the very end, which I won't spoil for you because I know you haven't. Nope. They're good books, to. but the magic in the second era is really the way he mixes the magic with the world. Yeah, is super cool. Nice. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, well, go pick up somewhere in the Cosmere. <laughs> literally, there's anywhere. you could start with. I mean, Elantris is good. I really like it. It's 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 the first published book of his, so I'd say maybe it's the roughest. Yeah, but it's still really good, and it's very interesting and unique as terms of like magic systems and the storyline and everything is definitely a different thing than what you would be used to reading from fantasy. Um, if you want to know a good but, one that's 
easy to read because it's only one. Warbreaker. Warbreaker. Yeah, that's one I really want to read. I liked Warbreaker. I've read Warbreaker twice now. I haven't read Mistborn twice. Um, Warbreaker was is a very fun one, and I, I, the magic in Warbreaker is also really cool and really interesting. There's a sword that talks. Um, yes, so I mean, is. what more do you need to know? Exactly. It wants to destroy evil. It literally Plus always Basher. wants Basher to destroy a cool evil. Character. Basher, okay. Basher, wait till you learn. Do you even know anything about Basher? The than, only thing I know from, about him is from what I know from Stormlight, because he world hops to Stormlight. Oh man, just there's there's a, there's actually like a weird there's like weird he's there's a lot more to him than what you just think. Yeah. Even reading through Warbreaker until you get to literally till you get like the last chapter and you're like, "Whoa, you're just, Brandon, you're gonna dump all this on me." That's why there needs to be a second Warbreaker because he dumps a lot of information on you in the last like two chapters. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like he has a whole he has like a whole mm-hmm. schedule and mm-hmm. like Warbreaker two's on there, Elantris two is on there. Um, I need to read. I need to reread Elantris. Yeah, that was, so that was a more totally political one. Planning on it, it's just he's he's uh you know got to get there, but. So, it does kind of nothing about it too. Like as far as like what you want to read, like Elantris is definitely a far a little bit more political of a book. Yeah, political. Uh, Warbreaker uh, story, is more of like story. a kind of almost like you're kind of like slightly generic fantasy, but almost like the like a weird take on the rescuing the princess. Okay. Um, Mistborn is you're just a, literally a heist book, right? And like what do you what do you like? Go go go. Through. Yeah, yeah. If do you like? You know? Yeah, if you like Stormlight's are generic. If you like oceans, fantasy. if you like Ocean's Eleven, a fantasy version of like Ocean's Eleven, where they're the the heist plan is to uh, kill an evil god, then start with Mistborn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're, we are anyway. This is this has been Bridget okay. two. <laughs> <laughs> we're like what do we say never next? never get it right all right this has been bridge of two a far a far, far away bridge, bridge. We, we do this every single time, but we always talk. We usually talk, and just for some reason, this time we're <laughs> just making like Robin Williams noises, <laughs> like Mork and Mindy. <laughs> okay.